Welcome to InsideCatholicPhilly.com, where we explore the Catholic faith as it's experienced in church and in everyday life. I'm your host, Gina Christian, here with our editor, Matt Gambino. And along with our guests, we discuss the Catholic take on everything from sacraments and Sunday Mass to social media and sports, based on CatholicPhilly.com's award-winning news and commentary. Thanks so much for spending a few moments with us here at CatholicPhilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian. Our editor, Matt Gambino, is on assignment, but he joins us in spirit. It's great to have with us our friend, Father Thomas Daly, once again. Father Daly is the John Cardinal Foley Chair of Homiletics and Social Communications at St. Charles Borromeo Seminary in Wynwood, Pennsylvania. Father, welcome as always. Nice to be back, Gina. So, Father, we're coming up on Valentine's Day, which is a rather fraught holiday since we're not really sure there was a St. Valentine. There's some controversy there. He wasn't entirely declared fictional, but he managed to get kicked off the general Roman calendar. But whatever the deal was with Valentine, the world certainly has its own celebration of the day, and it mostly centers on romantic love and flowers and candy. And a lot of people who don't have a spouse or a romantic interest can feel rather slighted by the whole business. But in a recent column for CatholicPhilly.com, you talk about a saint who had a much broader vision of the human heart and what its true destiny is, right? Absolutely. And as Valentine's Day celebrates love, that's for all of us. It's how we got here. It's where we're going. It's our purpose. It's our fulfillment. It's all of the those things and a few chocolates along the way. I'm down with that. <laughs> now, the saint that I was referring to is your patron saint of your order. You are an oblate of St. Francis de Sales. Who was Francis de Sales? Francis de Sales was a bishop in the 16th century, a bishop of Geneva, who became a doctor of the church because of his many writings and is known as personally as the gentleman saint. People regarded his own humility and gentleness and the way he interacted with people, but also as a doctor of love, as the church documents about him describe him because he wrote so much about the love of God. What did he say, particularly with his view of the human heart? What was his take? His vision of life and vision of the world has been described as a view of interconnected hearts, that all of life is this dialogue, if you will, or this mutuality between the hearts of human beings with God and the hearts of human beings with one another. In other words, that sense of love that we associate with the heart is really the driver to everything that we do. There's a restlessness that prompts that search, right? There is a a restlessness and emptiness in our hearts because they, at least in this life, are not yet perfectly fulfilled. But Francis de Sales would say that restlessness actually points us to the fulfillment of our hearts, which is eternal union with the love of God. You talk about it in your column as being kind of our GPS to God. It is. That emptiness, which is a constant seeking and a constant desire for fulfillment, that longing that we associate with the human heart, we come to know from our limited experience here in this life and the love we experience in this life, that a perfect total, complete love is bigger than any of us and is what we call God. 
Well, no, as Catholics, we have a beautiful devotion to an image that actually could startle and even frighten someone who wasn't really familiar with what it represented. And I'm thinking of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. must say, quite honestly, as a child, I was very frightened of this image because my nana had a portrait of the Sacred <laughs> Heart in her upstairs hallway. And I remember thinking, oh, my goodness, you know, and running from it. How did the image come about and where did the devotion come from? Well, the scary part of the image, of course, comes from the crucifixion when Jesus's heart is sort of run through by the spear of the Roman soldier. So the early images associated with the devotion had that literally bleeding heart emphasis to it. So that, of course, will be frightening to little kids. And when did it come about historically? Oh, the imagery of the devotion really, it comes as early as any artistic depictions of the gospel really? and of the crucifixion. But the real emphasis on the love of the crucified sacred heart of Jesus followed from the visions experienced by St. Margaret Mary Alacoque, the apostle of the sacred heart, who saw vividly by the revelation of Jesus, his own heart. She, as well as some other saints, experienced what they call an exchange of hearts where Jesus in a sense, takes her heart and puts it in his and then gives it back to her sort of transformed. That imagery, that experience is highlighting and emphasizing a real zeroing in on the love of God expressed in the person of Jesus and most specifically in his heart and even more particularly in the heart crucified on the cross. So it's this focusing on the image of the bleeding heart of Jesus us pouring out his love for all human beings. That's the power of it. So there's suffering, tremendous suffering, really inexpressible suffering, self-giving, and a very individual focus. This is not just Jesus playing favorites with a few saints and showing himself. He showed that to them to show it to us as Correct. well. Correct. Absolutely. And it is in the form of this symbol, really a continuation of the gospel and the narrative of God's love in becoming a human being, in taking on our fleshy human heart, our real beating heart, an actual organ within a person, and then literally pouring that out in death for the redemption of human beings. And that image of Jesus dying on a cross lifted up above us and the blood of his heart kind of dropping onto us or or, or being poured out for us. That's the poetic, symbolic picture that artists then represent and people can gaze at prayerfully in order to appreciate the extent of God's love for us. We live in such a wounded world today where people want to know they're loved, but so often feel very, very unloved and very marginalized and rejected. If St. Francis de Sales walked into a mall or even a bar on Valentine's Day and saw how the world represents love, idealizes a type of love, confines love to some really very narrow parameters, what do you think he'd say? I don't know. I I If he had the chance to have a conversation about it, which I'm not sure he would, I think he would point out that the instinct is correct, that longing for love is what we human beings are and what we spend the depths of our energy searching for, but it's only going to be found in an eternal destination. That would be one thing. But the second thing I think he would say is that this love that we seek, this love of God, is not something far off 
and not yet realized that it has already happened, that it happens for us every single day, that God breathes within us. And to the extent that we can get the breathing mechanism of our hearts, our heart beating in sync with God's, that's when life becomes whole. And when our own hearts start fluttering in love, thank you so much. That's quite a Valentine. God has a better Valentine for us than anything that comes in a box of chocolates or from the florist. This is true. Thank you so much, Father Thomas Daly. Happy Valentine's Day in the highest sense of that greeting. And to you too. Come back soon. Will do. God bless. So you've heard our thoughts. What about yours? Reach out to us and let us know. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Catholic Philly or visit us online at catholicphilly.com. Thanks so much to Matt Gambino, the editor of catholicphilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian. And until next time, may God bless and keep you. Transforming lives. That's what the Society of St. Vincent de Paul of Philadelphia is all about. Called to service by our Catholic values, we work directly with our neighbors in need to help with the most basic necessities. Our lives are transformed, as are hopefully those we serve. Visit svdp-phila.info to see how you can join with us to help. That's svdp-phila.info. This podcast has been a production of CatholicPhilly.com. Music by Dustin Taylor Phillips. For more information, visit us online at CatholicPhilly.com.